on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today I have a very special episode for you Um, Before I get into it uh, I'd like to remind you of the fee, okay? The fee is very simple. If you like the show, if it taught you something, if it uh, made you think, if it, if it gave you a new uh, perspective, if it, if it was good value, share the show for us, okay? Uh, we do this for free. I don't run ads on the show. I don't run ads for the show. We run the show completely on word of mouth. And I think this is gonna be a show that you're definitely gonna wanna share uh, because it's gonna be a 75 hard show. And I know a lot of you guys are just starting 75 hard. Um, you're just kind of in the first week or so of it. You're probably really sore. You're probably figuring out like, this is actually a lot harder than what the fuck I thought it was. Um, and we're going to talk about those things today with my friend Savannah. How are you? So good. Yeah? Yes. How was the trip up? It was, I had a banger. Yeah, you did. A fender bender. A little, little, little bump to the bump. <laughs> yeah? Oh, well, it's just stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got here safely. I am too. So you're from Nashville? Yes. Nashville. Born and raised. One of the last ones around. It's getting uh, it's getting big down there, huh? Yeah. We keep getting all these Californians. No yeah. offense to you guys, but please leave. No, no, no. All offense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it, it kind of sucks now. Hey, you know what, dude? I don't have a problem with California guys. It's just like, don't go doing the same shit here Right. you did there. Yeah. If you're going to move, vote red. Yeah. Don't. Don't. We bring in your crap where everything was fine. Yeah. Or maybe just think about like, man, why did I move? Okay. I moved because of this and this and this. What caused this? Yeah. This, this, this. <laughs> exactly. Let's do some critical thinking. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, yeah. So I feel you, man. You it's know, horrible. I love the Midwest. It's it's my place. And uh, Nashville always feels like home to me when I go there. It's so cool here. I just, I feel like just looking around, it seems like there's so much history here. And I wish I it's very like, similar to to Nashville, I think. Really? Yeah, like you guys have a little bit more of a hilly landscape, in my opinion. Uh-huh. But like the people, the culture, the history, we've got a lot of Civil War history around here. Yeah, things like that. Like it's it's very. Uh, I think it's very similar. Like every time I really go to Nashville, I'm like, man, I could definitely live here. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Emily was saying that you guys had your bachelor and bachelor parties there. We did. Yeah. <laughs> you guys did. need to come back. Yeah, we do. I do. I uh, I love that city so. So, 75 hard. Yes. Let's talk about that. Let's do. So, when did you, uh, what made you decide that you wanted to do this? Um, I was basically the most rock bottom I've ever been in my life. Um, I don't know how you feel about crying because it might happen. We'll, we'll see. Okay. I get it. <laughs> um, I had just had my daughter, Riley. Um, and it was very unexpected. Like I was planning on doing it naturally and everything and then ended up having a C-section, which, you know, when you're told you're going to have a surgery in 10 seconds and rushed into a room and get sliced open from hip to hip, it's traumatizing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I was dealing with that recovery. And right after that, like three weeks after that, my left knee dislocated. Oh, man. Out of nowhere. I was not even doing anything cool. It just popped out. So I had to go to the hospital for that. And then two weeks later, my other knee dislocated. No way. Yes. They were, it kept life interesting, I guess you could say. I'd say. <laughs> you weren't looking at it that way. Because I was like, 
I was so scared to even move or go up and down the stairs holding my daughter because I was scared that my like I was just gonna fall apart. Yeah. Um. Damn, dude, I wouldn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. I was so scared, and then so that kind of just exacerbated like the whole hormonal postpartum depression, anxiety, everything, and so that happened just me feeling that way for like four months and I was like downing a bottle of wine a night and just like just trying to suppress all of the fears and everything and because of that I was like the world's shittiest mom ever yeah um I was not waking up in the night to her cries yeah I had no business being anybody's mom at that point yeah and I was just like what the fuck am I doing yeah yeah I felt horrible but I also felt horrible so like that's why I was drinking so much and my friend Allie she was in the middle of doing 75 hard she was like a weekend and so she made a video on Instagram and put it up and I was like that's weird she never really does videos I'll watch this and I got halfway through and she was talking about like how it's changed her life and all you have to do and that's when I decided Mm -hmm. I was like all right I'm starting tomorrow Mm -hmm. I messaged her that and I did and yeah, that's how I got into So what were you expecting to get out of the program? Life. Yeah. <laughs> I was on it. I mean, did you like do any research or you just saw her do it and you're like, I'm doing it too? She sent me episode 14, the podcast. Okay. And so I listened to that, but um, I didn't do as much planning as I've heard other people have done mm-hmm. going into it. I actually think that the people who just jump right in do way better. I mean, that's what I found. Like people who plan this shit out. Yeah. Um, they're just buying back into their old habits, right? Like, yeah. Like, that's why I tell people, I'm like, dude, if the, the day you hear 75R, you should start that day or the next day. Right. Like, the fucking day you hear, the first time you hear my voice or see someone or you think at all, like, dude, I want to do this, you should go and make the commitment right there. I'm fucking finishing it because I find that a lot of people, they do the same thing, you know, like that we, I'm sure you've done this before, mm-hmm. but like, I used to do this thing where it's like, you know, I'm going to start on Monday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people do. Yeah, bro. And it's then such like, a cop out. <laughs> oh, dude. And then like Monday and Tuesday weren't the problem, right? Like I could stick to the diet Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday, all the way through the day, I could stick to the diet. And then it would come to Wednesday night and I'd be like, man, I got two good days, you know, and I'd yeah. come up with some compromise. And then Thursday night, I'd go to happy hour. Then Friday night, I'd go to happy hour. And Saturday, I'd go drinking. Yeah. And it just would, you know, I'll start again on Monday. I can understand starting on Monday if you're doing anything except for 75 hard because you know there's rest days with working out and you mm-hmm. can time it with the weekend and hang out with your friends but with 75 hard you're giving up almost three months of that's right all of that yeah. so it doesn't matter what fucking day you start no it doesn't it, does no, it not. doesn't and i think the sooner or the longer that you wait uh the m- more reasons that your 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 bitch voice brain is going to yeah, talk you out of it exactly you know what i mean so starting it out you know um What'd you think starting out? Um, I thought it was funny because I can't hide what I'm feeling on mm-hmm. my face at all. It's a blessing and a curse. Dude, I, I got that same thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. I got that same thing. I know all about it. I've in been fact, called like, out on it since I was like 10. Yeah, dude. And in fact, like my normal face, like everybody says retching, resting bitch face. Like, yes. That's my normal fucking face. I know. Same. Yeah. Everybody's like, dude, Andy, why are you always so pissed off? I'm like, bro, I can't help it. I was fucking born looking like this. I have like, ladies, I'm not mad. I have ladies at restaurants come up to me all the time. They're like, who killed your dog? And I'm like, nobody. Like, I'm. Yeah. I'm so happy right now. Just yeah, I get it, dude. Um, what was I gonna say? No, we were gonna talk about uh, 
you know, what you're like, let's say walk through the first you oh, know, right. couple weeks of this. Right. So I um, got on Instagram on day one and I was like, I'm doing this. I'm finishing it. But you could hear in my voice like how not excited I was mm-hmm. and, and kind of also how I was feeling. And every single week on Sunday, I documented and like kind of did a weekly recap, mm-hmm. which I'm so glad I did because I can't hide what's on my mind or my face. I could see myself change the whole way through. And I watch that every so often, not to be vain, but just to remind no, myself, yeah. like, holy crap, like, I am so different now. Do you ever look back at like the day, like, you know how like you're saying you went right into it and you were at rock bottom? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One of the things that I think is important to note is how actually strong you were at that time. Yeah. Because one of the things I look back at when I was he- like when I was really heavy and out of shape mm. was I-, I thought I was so weak, but I actually was strong enough to push through the hardest part, which is those first 15 or 16 days. Yeah. You know, like you ever look back now and think like, damn, dude, I was a little bit tougher than what I thought. Oh, I knew I was tough because yeah. I went through a C-section and two de- random knee dislocations. Yeah. So like and I was still working and still taking my daughter to work. And so. Like, I knew I had what it took. I yeah. just wasn't doing what needed to be done to yeah. get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, what are some of the differences that, you, that you've, you know, developed or learned about yourself um, just in, you know, in all areas? Um, well, I'm pregnant again. Oh, I don't know you if go. you Congrats. know that. Thank you. This is a heck of a way to announce that to the world, everyone. There's <laughs> another baby in me. Um, I... Just so no beers today, huh? No, absolutely not. <laughs> not for nine months. So that's another reason why I started again. Yeah. I'm kind of doing experiments yeah. to see if I. Dude, that's it, funny. We just had a question on the show. I know. I was going to say. Yeah. I'm so glad that someone asked a that couple days ago. because the answer is yes, ladies and gentlemen. You can. Yeah. You can if you dare. Um, I think anxiety and stuff, and you know all that. It just comes with parenthood in general. Mm-hmm. So I've learned um there's always something to worry about but when it gets super super powerful i now know what to do to fix it because the fact that essentially the second i started 75 hard and i was doing that to set aside time for just me and doing the work that i need to do on me i was 10 million times the mom like like instantly instantly from day one because i was Putting aside that time for me, because you can't give what you don't have. That's right. So I, if I'm burning myself out only taking care of my daughter and I have absolutely nothing in my stores, how am I supposed to give her the love and attention and you know focus that she needs or even be prepared and have clean pajamas for her if I'm like depressed, laying on the couch, watching Game of Thrones, drinking wine? Like, yeah. You know? And that's the paradox that people, people learn on the program, right? Yeah. Like, um. You've talked to, I'm sure, a bunch of people who've done the program. Almost every single person that tells me uh, about the program tells me uh, some version of what you just said. Yeah. They say, dude, I thought it was going to take up all my time. And in fact, what it did was it showed me that I'm wasting a lot of my time. Yeah. I was reading a book and it was talking about how uh, 20% of your effort makes up 80% of your results. Yeah. So if if you put the big stones in your bucket first and take care of the big stuff first, the little smaller stuff that doesn't have to get done, like the sand and the little stones, they'll fit in that bucket. But mm-hmm. if you put that stuff in first, the big stones won't fit. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Never, ever. What were your results? Um, I lost 34 pounds. I've lost 40 now. I've lost a few more since I finished. That's awesome. Yeah. 
it was a lot. I went from, I think I got pregnant last time at 155 and I ended <laughs> at 215 pounds. That's incredible because like, I can't even see you at 215. It was, I was a monster. It's How like, tall are you? I'm 5'1". Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That's crazy. Dude. I was a huge, I need to show you. Um, it looked like fat me ate real me right oh, now. Dude, I, listen, I can relate to that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see my pictures. Oh my yeah, gosh. Dude. Yeah, you look incredible now. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm, I've, I've regressed because of this little injury I'm dealing with, but I appreciate it. Hey, be, there's grace in I'll that. be back. You, dude, you know what it is? It's the same thing. It's the same thing you were saying. Like, it's like, fuck. All right, this sucks. I got to do something about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus this sucks. I'm just going to sit on the sideline and let it do what it does. Yeah, you know, which is the easiest thing to that's do. That's right. And that's what most people do. Yeah. You know, uh, 10% of their life gets fucked up. So they fuck up the other ninety percent just because the ten percent. Yeah. And they say I'll clean it up later, and like, dude, that's just. And then not, it never happens. It never and then happens, and it spirals just, over and yeah. over and over and over again. You know, when I started, uh, when I started in on this program, I had never gone more than six days without a cheat meal. Like, yeah. I didn't even know if I could fucking do that. Like yeah. when I when I said seventy five days, I'm like, holy shit, dude. But I mean, dude, the first Sunday came and went. The second Sunday came and went. The third Sunday came and went, and I was like, this is really not that hard. You know, and it totally changed my perspective on what I was able to accomplish because I had a huge mental block that had been conditioned in me that you had to have a cheat day every fucking week. Yes. You know, the best thing I ever heard on 75 was your stomach does not have eyes. Yeah. The, if you eat nutrient dense food, even though you really want whatever it is you want, like the second you're full, it's over. Dude, that's a good point. Your stomach does not that's have a good eyes. Point. That's a good point because I do that and I don't even talk about it. Like, we're, cause it's not like I don't have cravings for other things. Yeah. It's not like I don't want a pizza. Or, oh, we like, all do. Yeah. Like, people think that this, like, this doesn't eliminate those things. Like, you're all gonna have those cravings. You're gonna walk by that pizza place and smell that shit outside and be like, fuck, that smells good. And then you're gonna look at everybody inside and be like, what a bunch of fat asses. And then you're gonna keep walking. You know what I'm saying? A craving is not your stomach telling no. you what you want. It's your brain. And That's the whole it. point of this program is to beat your brain. That's it, dude. And like every single, every single temptation you start to see as a test mm -hmm. against this program. And what you start to realize is that you are building your discipline muscle along the way. And like, dude, if you would just stick to your diet and you get that way and you start having a mental craving that you can't just push through, eat your next meal. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's literally the only next step that you need to take. Yeah, it's just it really fill your is. stomach because that's literally all your body's telling you. That's a great point. Yeah. I've never even talked about that before, but that is great. Yeah. So what what do you what would you say to people who are thinking about it? Well, just the I know a lot of people just say just do it, which mm -hmm. I mean, yes, but um that you have nothing to lose but excuses is mm -hmm. my number one thing. Um What do and, you do what do you do now when you catch yourself making excuses? Because I know, like, I still, see, I think one of the biggest things that 75 Hard does is it, it makes you aware of your excuses. Right. Um, actually, I was, I was telling them earlier, um, the best book that I read on 75 Hard the first time was uh, Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. Mm -hmm. Have you read that one? I haven't, but I'm familiar with the concept. Yeah. So your brain, like, the second that you decide that you need to, have to, or want to, should to, anything, mm -hmm. do something. Mm -hmm. Whether it's waking up early, you know, sitting down to do some work, doing your homework, blah, blah, blah. You're, you have five seconds from when you think that thought, like, I need to have to do this. You have five, four, three, two, one before your brain can start 
um, making excuses mm -hmm. and finding reasons why you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. So ever since reading that book, I, I don't make excuses mm -hmm. really. So right. the, the thought pings in your head and you just go. Yeah, I have to. Dude, I get it. You have to. And yeah. so that was like one of the most helpful tools I, mm -hmm. I got in 75 Hard was just um, that concept. Like mm -hmm. if I'm sitting on the couch, you know, watching TV, which, you know, is another one of my vices, one of my favorite pastimes because it's easy. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'll just, I mean, oh, I still have my outside workout. Yeah. Too. And I just turn Fucking it, snap I off. turn it, I turn it off and I go outside. Yeah. Dude. I don't finish the episode. I don't say, oh, start at five. Like, no, I just get up and go. That's because a huge deal, man. It's sort of like the production pivot that we talk about here, which is basically the same concept in a different way. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're laying on that couch and you start to think these things, you know, you have to go do, it's basically the same thing. It's just yeah. called something else. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, when you have that, that, you know, like for me, like when I get home at night, like yesterday, I still had outdoor cardio to do because I wasn't able to do it here. I got home. I sat down in my, in my garage. I got some chairs in there. I was sitting out. I was chilling. I'm like, fuck, I still got to do outdoor. Mm -hmm. And like, dude, I got the fuck up and went and moved. Yeah, and like five, that, four, three, two, one, just go. Yeah, dude. And that's a thing that ha I think that concept has been something that has driven my personal success um, to another level since I figured that out. Yeah. Uh, you know, a number of years ago, which was, I, I don't know when it was, but it's something that I've been teaching for a long time. And, um, you know, when, so when you guys have thoughts and you guys have, uh, frustrations and you guys have net, you know, comfort thoughts, meaning like, you know, this bullshit that we all tell us, oh man, I had a long day. I don't feel, I still got that, but you know, fuck, no one's going to know or, yeah, you know, or, you know, I don't know. Like I, I, I don't know if I feel like maybe this would be the day that I, I just start over tomorrow. Like you start thinking that shit, you got to fucking go. You yeah. got to get the fuck up, put on your shoes and go outside and work out. And like, I think that concept, it applies in, in literally every area of life. And it turns you from someone who makes excuses to someone who can then use those excuses to actually get better. Because yeah. dude, if you can use the excuses and the justifications that your brain comes up with to actually improve, you have a competitive advantage over everybody else because everybody else hears that shit and they're powerless to it. Yeah. Right. But when, let's say it's a work thing, right? Like, uh, oh fuck, I got to call Joe and fuck, Joe's kind of a dick and I don't really want to talk to Joe. You know what you got to do? You'll pick up the fucking phone and call Joe. Yeah. And five minutes after that, you're going to feel good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's part of controlling this, this, this powerless feeling that we have and this anxious feeling that we all have. And, and I've, discovered that the anxious feeling that we all have doesn't necessarily come from the work that we have to do. It comes from us knowing that we have to do the work, Yeah, right? Like it's not the work that's that bad. It's the, it's the thinking and the overanalyzing and the, and, and the knowing. And then like, once you take those first two or three steps towards that, that all goes away. That, I'm so glad you said that because yeah. my very worst day, I, I still had two workouts to do at like nine o'clock and I literally, my husband was like, you need to get out there and get it done. You're going to be up so late. I'm like, I know. That's why I went outside. I was like, you know, crying, sniffling, yeah. pouting so hard. And I actually made a video that day and I, I look back at it now. I'm like, what is, what is this? Like, Yeah, but dude, how proud were you at the end of that day? 
so proud. And uh, looking back now, that those 45 minutes that I hated so bad then, I don't even think about them now. It's not going to ruin your life. You're, it's not going to kill you. Like those 45 minutes are going to pass whether you're working out or not. That's it. You should absolutely be working out. What was your, was that your, uh, was that your hardest day? The day it's on my 75 hard story reel. You'll know which one it is. <laughs> okay. I'm I haven't right. seen it, but I'm going to watch it. <laughs> What's your Instagram so people can watch this? It's underscore, underscore, the Sims, underscore, underscore. Underscore, underscore, the Sims. Two M's. Underscore, underscore. Yes. All right. So. Dude, I remember my hardest day. I can fucking tell you exactly what it was. It was the first time I went through. Um, we had Arate Summit here in St. Louis. Uh, I, I, was, I did my morning workout um, in the gym. I had to go speak literally all day, speak and teach all day, do dinner, do the whole thing. Dude, and that shit, like for those of you who don't do that, that speaking is legitimately one of the most exhausting things you can do. Because there's a period of pre preparation, there's a period of uh, of emotional energy delivery, and and you know there's anxiety, all kinds of things go into play when you're going to teach. I don't care how good you are, um, it's just part of the deal. And so when you get done, you know I think I spoke twice that day for maybe an hour and a half each time, and uh, bro, I was fucking exhausted. And I remember I got home, and it was like one o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, fuck, I still got to do my cardio. And I I took my bike. I had a uh, upright bike. I pulled it out in the driveway. And it's like two o'clock in the morning, dude. And I live in an, I, at this. I live. It was not at my new the house I'm living at now, but at old, my last house, which is a nice subdivision. You know, like there's like a lot of successful people in there <laughs> yeah. and shit, right? And I'm out there in, <laughs> at two o'clock in the morning riding the bike, and <clears throat> dude, I literally was falling asleep on the fucking bike. Like I can remember pedaling, and like sort of like phasing out of it, and then waking up and it was like 38 minutes in and I'm like, holy fuck, I'm almost done. And then that last like, you know, seven or eight minutes was just like brutal. Yeah. But I remember getting done with that and being like, that's what the fuck it is, man. And I can still remember that. It was three, three years ago. And I still remember that one workout. And that's where everything switched for me where I was like, dude, I, I got this shit. Yeah. Like, nobody could fucking do this. Nobody could fuck with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the, that's the benefit of the, these, of these, workouts outdoors in the elements in in the you know that are inconvenient because <clears throat> most of us guys we don't we don't attempt to do things when they're inconvenient we don't attempt to do things when the uh situation isn't ideal for us to go we yeah. we are told and we are we are hammered with mediocre mentality everywhere we look i mean you look in the magazines you look on tv you look on the internet you look everywhere, so it doesn't seem abnormal to be that way. But the truth is, if you're going to accomplish anything or if you're going to develop any power in yourself ever, you are going to have to attack the shit that is inconvenient. And I can remember doing that. And after that workout, dude, I mean, I've done a lot of hard workouts after that. I remember another one I did last year uh, in January where it was minus 18 degrees and it was fucking snowing. And I was outside doing cardio and I had all my snow shit on. You guys remember this? People thought I was a fucking, thought I was skiing. <laughs> You're like, bro, what mountain you on? I'm like, I call my driveway, dude. Like, I'm out here getting this cardio. They're like, you're doing cardio? I'm like, yeah. I'll never forget one night I was, I was really sore. So I was doing two outdoor walks um, the one night. And a, a friend of mine, her mom lives in my neighborhood. And so she was visiting her mom for the evening. And, you know, she saw me as I was walking the first time. And then a couple hours later, I was out. It was like, you know, 11 o'clock when she was leaving. 
and she calls me. She's like, are you okay? Like, I saw you walking earlier in the rain and now you're doing it again. Like, are you and Patrick okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm just doing 75. <laughs> Dude, and then She's you like, have you're pe- crazy. Dude, I have people come up and stop their car and be like, man, you need help. I'm like, no, <laughs> I no, no, I got this, bro. No, I'm good. I'm supposed to be out here. Yeah, dude. But I like that stuff. Yeah. Like, I like that stuff because when I'm doing those things, I'm thinking in my head, like, I'm thinking, like, I, I actually, what I think about in my head is all my business competitors. Like, that's what I think about. I'm, yeah. I, I don't know what you guys all think about. I can tell you what I think about. I think about this. I know that every motherfucker I, I compete with in business ain't doing that. Every single one. When I see motherfuckers on vacation, it motivates me to go work. Like, for real. Like, I'm twisted as fuck when it comes to that. But, like, dude, <laughs> when I'm out there in the snow and it's 11 o'clock at night and no one else is doing anything, dude, there's an immense sense of fucking value to that. Yeah. You know? Like, you get home and you're like, dude, no one's fucking doing that. Like, no one, no one just did that. Like, no one on the planet just did what I just did. And, like, dude, that's a powerful feeling. Yeah. And some people never, ever, ever felt that before in their entire life. And what you have to understand is that by tackling things, whether it be, you know, in 75 hard or whether it be in your life that need addressing and the, and the, the elements are not ideal. Dude, every time you overcome that, you've overcome a test and you've invested in your mental discipline in your self-belief, in your confidence, in your uh, grit, into all these things that, you know, I look at it like, a, um, you know, like on a video game where a dude might be playing football and he's got like 99 speed, 99, uh, you know, acceleration, uh, 80 strength. And, you know, there's a discipline column there, right? Mm-hmm. And like, so you have to invest. We all have that. Yeah. And we're never told that. We're never told like, hey, um, if you don't fucking train your brain, your brain's going to be shit. We're not told that. Yeah. Who told us that? Nobody. I've never been told that. You know, I had to figure it out. Society tells us the opposite. Everything around us is, in, is convenience. And okay. Everything. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Everything's okay. It's to be strived for. Yeah. And I think is, it's weird. Isn't it weird that like, if everything's supposed to be accepted and everything's okay. Especially why, my generation. How old are you? I'm 24. Oh, yeah. So like the, what? Dude, what you know what? I, or actually, something? I actually think that the 24 and under kids are starting to fucking figure it out. Like they're starting to see the reality of what's going on in the world. I have a lot of hope because of that. Like you should see the ones that listen to the show. Like they're, they're on it. Like some of the big, like, like uh, Ari that came in here, you know what I'm saying? Like there's some of the most active, active uh, vested people out there. I think I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about that. Yeah. But it's neither here nor there. Uh, but the point is, is that like, dude, we're not fucking told that. We're not told no. that we need to invest into making ourselves disciplined. We're just told that discipline and all these things, grit, fortitude, they're things you either have or you don't have. And that's just not the truth. Yeah. And so no one's ever come out and said, hey man, um, you need to invest in that. You need to clean that up and you need to maintain that on a normal, normal basis just like you would maintain a, a, a physical shape or just uh, you know, your house or whatever we're talking about. And the value in that, guys, and if you've never had it before, is immense because you literally have no idea what you're capable of until you start doing things, you know? And most people just never even try to accomplish anything hard because they say, look, it's hard. Well, no shit. Yeah. But are you thinking about what you're getting out of it? Are you thinking about where you're going to go? Are you thinking about how you're going to grow? I mean, dude, I'm not here to sit down and, and ride away. You know, I'm not here to, to, to sit on my couch and eat fucking dominoes 
and chill until I'm 80 years old and fucking be old and die. Yeah. None of us are. And so you guys are out there and you're trying to figure out what's wrong and why you feel this anxiety and why you feel this frustration. The reason that you feel that is because you know you're capable of more and you're not on the path to producing that for yourself. You know, you're not even trying. You're not going in to uh, the gym. You're not practicing discipline with your food. You're not being the best you could be anywhere. You're just consuming and floating and going through. And of course, if that's how you live, you're going to feel depressed. You're going to feel anxious all the time. Yeah. It's never going to go away. And what frustrates me is how society tries to pacify these things where it's okay to accept yourself the way you are. Well, dude, if someone feels like total shit and you're telling them it's okay, that's not going to cure their feeling of feeling like total shit. Yeah, your fine means nothing. Right, dude. And that's why we have all these people in life who are like, I don't know what's wrong. I just don't feel right. I don't know what it is, but I have all this anxiety. I don't know why this or that. Well, the fucking reason that you are that is because you're wasting your life. I think a big reason, too, is people just don't want to get that involved. They w don't want to be like, oh, have you tried this or have you looked into this? They, they just want to be like, no, you're fine. Because it's also just a lack of people caring about each other genuinely, too, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, and dude, and, they and think, I'll never do that again. Well, I think that they this. think caring is, you know, caring is. Is making you feel better or making you feel better in the moment. You Telling you what you think you want. Yeah, to Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, dude, why are you pushing yourself? That's uncomfortable. That's causing you pain. Yeah. You should just relax because then you'll feel good. You deserve it. Yeah. And guys, that is the wrong thing. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm just telling you. And like, if you listen to all these, you know, people out there plugging this fucking shit down your brain, like, oh, dude, uh, you know, you need to love yourself for who you are and you're 380 pounds and, you know, it's just okay. It's not fucking okay. Yeah. It's not okay. And it's not because it's not okay not because you're big and you look weird. It's not okay because you're wasting your fucking life and you're not aware of it. Exactly. That's what makes it not okay. I don't, it's not like I see someone who's overweight and it like offends my fucking eyes and I'm like, fuck, that's fucking <laughs> disgusting. Blah, blah, blah. That, that's not it. What it is, is is I see it and I'm like, fuck, dude, you're giving up your whole life. You're wasting your whole life. You're not even figuring it out. And, and dude, that's frustrating. You know what I mean? And I have people that message me every single day and they're like, Andy, I don't know what the fuck's going on, man. I'm just like off. I don't know if it's the world. I don't know if it's, I do. What it is, is that you are not pursuing your own true potential in any way, shape or form. And that's causing you an internal anxiety that you can't understand because you're not even aware that you have more potential. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you guys, every single person listening to this show has immense potential to be productive in life. And I don't mean productive in a money way. I mean, I mean that way too, but I'm talking about in a fulfillment way. Like, dude, what's, what's more important than having confidence? What's more important than having self-esteem? What's more important than feeling good about yourself? Those are the keys to everything. Dude, it is. It's and the total key to happiness. One of the biggest things I learned doing this is that like, once you, once you finish 75 hard, you realize there is no ceiling. There is no this is it. This is the end. No. There's always more. It's yeah. just up to you whether or not you're going to attack it or not. Yeah. And there's what no I ceiling. Dude, there isn't. And the thing is, is that you guys who are out there wondering, you know, what it is that, that, you know, what you're looking for something, right? Like, I'm looking for something. I don't feel like I have it. I'm lost. I'm this and that. Look, dude, the reason you feel that way is because you're not in control of, of what's going on. Yeah. And people will argue, well, you can't be in control of what's going on. That's right. You can't. You can't control everything. That's the point. The point is, is you can't control if it's fucking four degrees outside like it is today. Yeah. You can't control 
if uh, your husband or wife leaves you. You can't control if uh, the stock market crash. You can't control a whole bunch of shit in life. There are a whole bunch of shit. The point is you have to learn to operate in spite of those things. Yeah. Because those things are going to roll in, dude. Like they're coming. It's like the ocean. Like there's going to be another wave and there's going to be another wave and there's going to be another wave. And most people wait their whole lives waiting for there not to be any waves before they act and not realizing they're standing on an ocean, not on a fucking lake. I remember all the invitations I didn't go, I didn't take advantage of because I was embarrassed. I remember wearing the same clothes every fucking day for, you know, years because it was the only outfit that like hid my fatness. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and like, dude, I understand very clearly what that's like. And I don't want you guys to live that way. And that's where that passion comes from. You know, um, it's, like, it's like, imagine sitting, sitting across from someone and they're like, oh, I really want that, you know, water bottle that's right in front of me. And you just keep sitting across from them. They're like, okay, reach out and grab it. Yeah. And they, they just keep saying, oh, I really want that water bottle that's right yeah. in front of me. It's like, you're right there. Gonna, after a, a million times of you saying that, you're going to get a little intense and a, like, yeah. listen to me. You yeah. know, like, yeah. just grab it. Yeah. Well, and dude, it's just my natural demeanor anyway. Like, I, yeah. I get, ex I, I'm easily excited. So, <laughs> but like, dude, especially when it comes to like seeing people win, because I see how powerful yeah, it is. I mean, dude, I'm so sitting much here. Fun. Dude, it really is, man. Uh, and seeing people like you who have completely gone from, a situation where, you know, you're, you're at rock bottom in your own words, you know, depressed, uh, to where, you know, it's like, dude, your before and after pictures are some of the most impressive I've ever seen. Uh, if you guys haven't seen her pictures yet, you have to go to Instagram and look at them. Um, double underscore Sims, double underscore. Uh, it's, it's amazing what she's done and what, I mean, yeah, it's just, it, it, I just wish I could bottle that feeling and like give you like a, give everybody like a little taste of it. I know. You know? I wish, like, I wish too. Yeah, like, dude. Like, like I'll give that's you. That's why I tried to film it all. Cause I, I, and I tried to make the video without crying, but I was like, maybe I should just keep this because yeah. it was so raw. A lot of people listening, you know, that aren't single, that aren't childless. And is the program hard? You know, if you are single and childless, um, yes, probably I, I wouldn't know, but saying saying being on this side of this and having a baby and having a spouse and having a house that I have to run on my own and having a job that I go to every day um just some things about that you can do it like there's no combination of any day and believe me I've had quite a few that you can't get it done if you are a single parent you can get it done um some things that I did to get it done utilize nap times if you have a young child like do your 45 minutes during one of those nap times. The dishes can wait. Like, they will get done. You also have to get your 45 minutes done. It's a huge chunk of time that you need to get it over with. As far as your outside workout goes, take the baby monitor once they're in bed out into the driveway and bust out some HIIT workouts in the driveway. I did not go to the gym one time during this entire thing. You don't have to. You don't have to. Yeah. I got a gym, gym membership as an exit plan when I did end 75 hard to keep up that discipline because mm -hmm. I would have time to go. Well, a lot of people are intimidated to go to a gym. Yeah. You know, that's a whole, that's a whole nother topic, but that's something that we at first form have been very aggressively fighting against for the last decade. Um, and it's intimidating, right? Like, yeah. It, well, like, I mean, dude, I, I love it there, but no, no, I do too. But like, dude, nobody wants to like, even when I had been lifting and I'd been a high level athlete and all these things, when I was 350 pounds, dude, even though I knew everything in the gym, I knew every machine, I knew every what to do, I knew 
bro, I was embarrassed to go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like that kept me from going from the time I was like, I can remember, dude, I was 308 pounds and I was like, fuck, that sucks. I don't want to go to the gym. So I didn't. <laughs> Next time I got on the scale after that, I was 350. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I should have fucking went, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and, and dude, but I didn't go because like, dude, and that's me. Like I'm a big, like, I don't know, man. Like I just, <clears throat> I just really hope that if you're listening to this and you're one of these people who's been putting this off and you're thinking it, that, like, it's all just a diet or a, a trend or a thing. Dude, this is a life mental transformation program that if you force yourself through those 75 days, you will never, ever, ever, ever be the same again. Now, I'm not saying you won't get fat again. What I'm saying is you'll know what to do if that if you get off track. Yeah. You'll know how to solve it. You'll know how to bring yourself back in line. And um, I'm just very thankful for, for how things have worked out with this program because it is really cool to be able to jump on the 75 hard hashtag when I'm not feeling like it. Like yeah. That happens to me all the time where I'm like, dude, I do not want to do this. And I'll jump on 75 hard hashtag. And usually I don't even have to go to the hashtag because I'll be able to see in my tags, mm -hmm. in my DMs, and I'll see two or three people who have just finished that day, and I'm like, fuck, that's awesome. Yeah, you, there's a lot that finish every day. Yeah, it's cool. Especially around, you know, St. Patrick's Day, which something yeah. I did, have you ever, have you ever counted how many days are in between each U.S. holiday each year? Mm -mm. Okay, that's something I did, because the number one excuse that I hate the most out of everybody that said that I don't want to do it is I don't want to miss a holiday. On those holidays, on those birthdays, on those weddings, on those things, those are all tests along the way that you get to make major investments into your mental discipline Yeah. Um, that you don't, it's an opportunity. It's how you have to see it. Like you guys who have uh, holidays or weddings or vacations or this or that or this, and you don't think that you could do this program, there's people every fucking day that do that. Yeah. Every fucking day. And dude, that is one of the biggest opportunities that you're going to have to invest is whenever the things are very hard. And like, dude, you're going to go to this event and people are going to be like, what are you doing? And, you know, you're going to say, oh, you know, I'm doing 75 hard. And they're going to say, oh, dude, I saw, just relax one day, blah, 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 blah. And, but I'm going to tell you, when you get home after you just won that and you didn't give in, yeah. you're going to feel strong. You're gonna, that, that deposit that you made into your discipline, into your grit, into your fortitude, into your self-belief, you're going to feel immediately after that event, you know? Yeah, you said this one time where, you know, you start off being like, oh, no, I can't. I'm doing 75 hard. And then yeah. you get to the point where you just say no. And I feel like that should be a goal of everyone doing this program, like, just to say no. Because, yeah. you know, if you're like, oh, no, I can't. I'm on this diet. Like, you're kind of trying to get attention that way. And yeah. it's just like, I don't know. I, I thought it was one of the most freeing things ever to learn how to have fun at these kinds of events without gorging myself, without getting, you know, shit-faced. Uh, yeah, and actually remember them. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that yeah. too. And like, there's a difference between like not being able to drink because you're pregnant and then not being able to drink because you chose not to. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's definitely harder not to drink on 75 hard than it is to when you're pregnant because you don't want like a, a, right. bro a broken baby. Yeah, you right. Know? I get it. Yeah. <laughs> there's real life consequences. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, but there's real life consequences too, to, to drinking and at social events anyway, you know, people we're, we're conditioned and listen, dude, I'm not saying I never drink. Like I, I'll get it. Now it's way less than it used to be. Now it might be a couple times a year, but the point is, is that, you know, you guys should really think about why it is 
that alcohol is pushed so heavy onto our population, why it's bred into our lifestyle, why, why is it such a big part of everything that we do? And you should really analyze that because there is a reason why, and it isn't for money. It's a downer. That, dude. It's not even that fun if you think about it. it I can't think of one time that I was like in the movies where they're like, woo. Yeah. No, I always get really sad and I cry. What? <laughs> well, like, I mean, dude, that's that's what it does. Yeah. And if you think about the the way it's pushed and the way it's advertised and people think this is conspiracy shit, but I don't believe it is. Um, I believe that they allow alcohol to be sold uh, heavily and marketed heavily, you know, to help people fucking be controlled. That's just what I think. Like, dude, if you are someone who drinks three or four days a week or two days a week, you're being controlled by fucking what they want. You just aren't aware of it. You yeah. just aren't aware of it. Like, you, you think it's normal shit. But the problem is, is that it creates a situation in your brain where you're not fully functioning. You're not fully aware. You're off your game. You make easier decisions. You compromise. It makes you mentally weaker. And these things all affect your entire existence on this planet. And the most important part that it affects is your actual fulfillment. Because if you can't accomplish anything, if you can't be a great mother, right, you're going to feel like shit. Yeah. You're going to feel like fucking shit. And that's just reality. And, and they're going to tell you, oh, that's okay. You need, you need Zoloft or whatever the fuck you need, you know? Yeah, no, and I'm not downing that shit. Like, I'm not a, look, I take antidepressant medicine. I have since 2007. And so I am, I am someone who has benefited from that. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm very open about that. Uh, but I don't think I would have ever needed it had I fucking figured this out ahead of time. Yeah, I think there's a lot of, you know, quote unquote, natural ways. Dude, 100%. To fix shit. And not everybody is depressed. Like, no, not actually. No. I mean, mine was like a very hormonal oh, totally. induced and like, you know, the way it all works is the further displaced you get from that, you know, event, birth, yeah. you know, the, it should at least go away, which, you know, 75 hard kind of gave me a regimen structure, which is the best way to fight anxiety because you know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And wait, that's a great point, dude. That is a great point. Structure. Yeah. How many of you guys that are feeling this crazy way about life, dude, you're feeling this like uncertainty, this anxiety, this like undescribable weird feeling in your stomach, like something ain't right. Like the reason that you feel that way is because you're floating through fucking life with no structure yeah. at all. You know, when we have a plan of attack, we don't feel anxiety. We just attack. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that was like just a, a great like arrow, like just to get me from A to B. Yeah. And, you know, time, you have more time when you do 75 hard, but it also flies by. I could not believe when I got to the end of 75 days, how fast it was. It feels like forever when you're in it. Yeah. But when you're, when you get to the end, you're like, wow, I. It was like a week. I should do this every year, which yeah. I would, I plan on doing. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What do you think was the biggest, like, if you could name like a, just a few big takeaways for, for yourself, what would you say you're most thankful for, uh, and proud of, of yourself? Um, I can say with confidence that 75 hard saved my life. I think that if I would have stayed doing the things that I was doing, there would have been some sort of intoxication overdose something along those lines because that's how dark it was but mm -hmm. like or you know i would have fallen and hit my head because i was uncoordinated and my knees are very undependable apparently um <laughs> and so you know it saved my life and 
just I knew I had to do it because of my daughter mm-hmm. and and my husband, but like you know, more my baby. Yeah, <laughs> he'd make it fine. Um, yeah. So I just also looking back at you know the videos that I made, the before and after photos, and just because there were you know periods, and that's why like it's very important to stress that it's not a weight loss thing because there was a very large chunk of time um, in the middle where the scale did not budge at all. Mm -hmm. I was stuck at 145 for probably four weeks. Mm -hmm. So if, if your reason for starting this is solely for weight loss, which I feel like personally, I feel like weight loss can be absolutely a a reason why you would. For sure. But it just can't be the only reason. Yeah, dude, the the thing is, and I say it's, you know, it's not a weight loss program, but the most of the people that do it are people who need to lose weight, not gain weight. But I do see people a lot of times who are already in good shape to do the program exclusively for the mental yeah. uh, focus and, and discipline and all the things they get out of it. But, <clears throat> you know, you will lose a fuck ton of weight doing it. If you do it right. Yeah. yeah. If you do it right. If and, you if you, have- and if you do it hard, because you can do it right and still only, you know, do refit and go on a walk every day, but that's not going to give you the results. Yeah, that- you're supposed to be pushing yourself <laughs> at, at, at a somewhat intense level of yes. what's going on, you know? And that doesn't have to, guys, that does not mean you have to go do CrossFit that makes you throw up no. every single workout every single day because that, yes, is not sustainable. You will right. burn out. You will not be able to finish. You really have to do the program, but listen to your body at the same time. It's like some days you are, yes, you are going to need two walks a day for a day. You're going to need that. Mm-hmm. You're going to need that reset. You're going to need some yoga. You're like, I didn't, I didn't go hard on my hit workouts every single day, but that is the majority of what I did. Mm-hmm. And I chose cardio because well, that's- Well, dude, sometimes- just getting it done is fucking intense. Yeah. Like when I'm out on the bike at two o'clock in the fucking morning. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just getting it done. Yeah. The fact that you did it is hard enough. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah. So what do you, uh, what are you going to do from here? I am on day seven of 75 hard again, Mm -hmm. because I would have failed phase three had I done the live hard year via C-section and all that stuff. So I'm doing 75 hard again. I will end, I think, the day before St. Patrick's Day. Um, and then I start training for my first half marathon on the 29th. So that will take me through my entire second trimester. And I will be running a half marathon 25 weeks pregnant. That's awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, and then my experiment slash goal is to... because. I was four months postpartum in my before picture of the first round of 75 hard. My goal is this time four months postpartum. I want to look like I've never even seen a baby before. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I want, I, get it. I want it. I want it to look like it never even happened. Yeah. So, and I'm going to be that much tougher because of it. Cause this, this pregnancy was unexpected. And so it's going to be a mental battle the whole time. Were you ever, were, were you this, were you as sure of yourself before? Cause you come across like, like when you just said, uh, I will be running the marathon 20 something weeks pregnant. Yeah. You said that with absolute certainty. Were you uh, always that way? Not really, but I say with more conviction now because yeah. that's. Cause you know, it's going to happen. Well, I know that cause that's exactly what I said the first day that I started 75 hard the first time I said, I will be doing this. I will not give up. 
And I know those are the statements that you have to make. You can't say, I'll give it a try. Dude. I'll I'll try it out. That's that's 100 percent. You are you have already signed the contract saying I will fail. That's right. You've already done that. That's right. You have to say, I will be doing this and you have to agree to it once. Yep. Just one time. Yep. You're not going to say, oh, I'll get through today every single day. Like, no, you've already committed one time in the beginning. You're going to finish it the mm-hmm. whole way through. Every other day is just part of that whole That's commitment it. that you made. That's it. So I've I've taught myself to say, I will be doing this. I will be doing this because that's the only way you can be for sure that you will. Yeah, that's a huge thing, man. And I'm saying it to a lot of people. So now I can't not, you know, yeah, I, I can relate to that, too. That, that's you kind of have to like own your own. I like that, though. Like, dude, I yeah. like the fact that I that I talk a lot of shit like, you know, and I say, hey, I'm fucking do this. And, you know, I used to be like, yeah, Andy, you're fucking fat. You do shit, bro. You're a fat ass. You're this, that, that. Now, like when I say that shit, I don't get no laughy faces in my fucking reactions. You know yeah. why? Because motherfuckers know. And what really kept me going the whole time was because I said that on Instagram, I, I know for a fact that there are people that check my Instagram right. all the time that hate my guts, that want to see me fail. And the worst thing that I could imagine possibly doing was failing and them being like, ha ha, I knew Dude. it. She couldn't do it. Dude. I had dreams, like horrible dreams about failing. Did you ever have those? Yeah, for sure. Like, dude, wake, like, where you, where like you felt like you drank or cheated or something? Yes. Yeah, dude, for sure. I had ones about eating cupcakes and yeah. I don't even like. like fuck, I really eat that? Yes. Yeah. I also peed the bed one time. I didn't tell Patrick that. So, honey, I'm sorry. <laughs> I changed the sheets before you know. <laughs> it was all the water, dude. It was. I, I. I drank it all right before bed and it wasn't like a huge spot, but it did happen. I just, I was so embarrassed. Hey, it happens. You do what you do. Hey, listen, we talk about it on the show, man. Like if you ain't shit your pants a little bit, you ain't even, you're lying. Yeah. Well, I put it in the Facebook group and apparently it happens to a lot of people. So don't feel bad if that was you. (laughs) Good. I was, remember the first real AF we talked about the fucking, the sock story? <laughs> what was socks? Oh my god, dude! Sock, sock, underwear. Yeah, yeah. What White episode beater? was that, bro? Anyway, it's it's a long story. Okay, I'll, have to go I'll back. we'll give you the episode to go listen. Yeah, to it. I will. But uh, yeah, man, I don't know. Like <sighs> episode three, episode three, yeah. dumb protocol. Yeah, go to listen to episode three. You'll understand the story. Okay. Oh man, so what else you got going on today? Um, I finish your shit. Well, I love aquariums and I saw you have one, yeah. so I will probably check that out. But I am going to be walking around outside with Lexi. Yeah. Yeah, Lexi's, Lexi works here now. She does. Yeah. And she is now one of my buddies. Yeah, dude, she's awesome. She really is. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked for, like, I can talk to her on the phone for hours and it does not feel like that long. Oh, so you guys are like buddy buddies. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Man. Yeah, I talked to her on the way up here. We met yeah. in the gym in person for real. You guys going to hang out after this? Yeah, we're going to walk outside, do our outside awesome. workout. Dude, she's badass. She is. I love having her here too. Yeah. Like I could tell she's going to be a fucking huge asset. Yeah. You know, especially with like her not being able to go. Just weird how that worked out. Like if you guys don't know, you guys heard Lexi on the show. She was supposed to go to the University of Florida and they mandated a vaccine and she doesn't want to get the vaccine. Yeah. And so she said, fuck, I'm not going. And she came here. I'm going to make sure that that's not a decision that she regretted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, she loves working here. She talks about it all the time. Really? Yeah. Good. That's good to hear. Yeah. That's that's really good to hear from someone else because everybody always says that, you know, but I like to make sure it's true. Yeah. Well, when I found out that she was working here, I was like, OK, well, I have to like message her. And we texted for hours and talked on the phone for hours. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah. Man. She's a good bud. Yeah. 
That's crazy too. Like, dude, I've met a lot of people through 75 hard that I'm friends with now too. Yeah. Like that I didn't know before. It's a, it's a pretty, pretty huge community. Yeah. There was this one guy in the Facebook group. He was like, Hey, I'm traveling the United States uh, on my way to a funeral, but I want to meet up with you guys and work out. And so I worked out with him one time because he came through Nashville. Really? It was just like, and he wasn't like a serial killer. No, I, I see now how there could have been risks to that, but we talked before. <laughs> we talked beforehand, but he was really cool. And it was just like, super awesome because like you start to notice like the people that have finished it we're all like kind of the same caliber of people yes. like we all get it yeah people and, who are doing shit yeah it's just such a great community so if you're listening and you haven't done it yet and you feel like you're missing that in your life the only way you can gain admittance is to do it dude you know what that's such a great point that's such a great point like you if you're somebody who's surrounded by you know all these people who fucking whine all the time yeah do this program and you'll find yourself surrounded by people that don't. Yeah. So. And I will say if I think, I think for the majority of everyone, the food part is the hardest part. Yeah, I think so too. Um, In that case, like definitely choose a very specific diet. I found that helped with me a lot because I am a snacker and I grab a lot of stuff. So like if you're choosing a macro diet, you're like, I hate to say it like, yeah, it's going to help you reach your goals better, but you're probably going to fail because unless you're really disciplined, there's a lot of gray area of what, of what you could have. You know, you know what's cheap food and you know what's not. Yeah. And if you're doing a macro program, you shouldn't be fucking filling it with fucking cupcakes. Yeah. Or like even just super greasy stuff that is still meat or whatever. But like, so for me, like I chose paleo. It's, like there's like four food groups. There's fruits, nuts, vegetables, and meat. That's yeah. all you can have. Yeah. And you can, you know, turn it into a pancake, but it's still going to be made out of nuts and vegetables. Yeah. So like there's no way around it. Um, so that's so, why. So is, is this where the, uh, the gross food thing comes from? The, the nut and vegetable pancakes? No. <laughs> They're you actually try- not that bad, but they are paleo. Wait, you fucking made those for real? There's like a mix you can buy that's with 100% paleo. And you, yeah. and you ate that mix? Yeah. That sounds gross. No, it. I'll. You want me to come over and no. I'll, I'll make you one. No, but I'll try that fucking soda. But I didn't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, they're actually good. But um, yeah. So I would just say, just choose a really specific diet if you feel like food's gonna be something that's probably gonna do you in within the first three days. Because that way you just know, like, yes, well, I, I think can. food. It, f- I think a lot of people suffer from food addiction. They don't really understand that they do, though. Yeah, I think a lot of people who comfort themselves with emotional eating and foods and things like that. They're not aware of what they're doing. It's right. just something they're doing. So it just goes back to convenience too. Yeah. I mean, dude, every like, dude, when I was a little bitty kid, you know, I remember coming home from school and like packing like four slices of cheese and Doritos on a fucking sandwich and eating it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that, so, that sounds so good. Yeah. I mean, like that's how I grew up though. Like I grew up like just it, eating was like, it wasn't to, it wasn't to live. It was like something that I just liked. It was to like do. a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was good at it. Oh yeah. 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 We all are. Uh, but mainly, man, I just want to say, uh, thank you for coming up. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, thank you for being an example for other people who are looking to take back their life yeah. and to figure out how they can start to build, uh, and actually become the best version of themselves when they're at rock bottom. Yeah. Because I know what that feels like too. I know what that feels like to be at rock bottom. I know what it feels like to feel powerless. I know what it feels like to stand at the top of, or at the bottom of that mountain and look up at the top and be like, fuck, 
Like this is insurmountable, the amount of work I have to do. And you don't have to be at rock bottom. That does not have to be your starting why. Like you, that's not the point of this, guys. Like all you have to do is to be not where you want to be. That's it. And that should be everybody. Yeah. It is everybody. everybody. Yeah. 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 So that should be your why is sure. I'm, I'm not where I ultimately want to be, which is all of us because we're all not dead yet. So that's it, dude. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Savannah. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I have a ton of respect for what you've done. And uh, I'm looking forward to watching you run that marathon. Yeah, marathon. I will. I'll send you my next four month postpartum photos and we'll, we'll compare them. So, guys, that's the show. If uh, you just listen to this and you don't know about 75 Hard, uh, you can go to episode 208 and it will explain 75 Hard and Live Hard. It's all in one episode now. Um, <laughs> there's a book available online. We are sold out until like the end of the month. Um, and it always sells out. So if you see me post it that it's in, it will be sold out that day. So make sure that you uh, either get on the email list or, or, or whatever. But the important thing to remember is that it's not required to buy the book. Everything in the program is done for free. Uh, I don't charge anything. There's no obligation to buy anything. There's, it's, it's free, like the real free, not like the free at the cell phone store. Okay. Um, so go ch check out that episode, episode 208. Check out the 75 hard hashtag. Look at what people are doing. Communicate with some people and decide for yourself if there's something that you need. But I know you already need it because everybody needs it. Uh, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And I'll catch up with you next time. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, does a no head